50 Reasons to Visit Ireland. My name is Caitlin, and I spent a semester in Ireland. And I'm Joe, and I spent the first 22 years of my life in Ireland. We both currently work at Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. We are breaking down many things that make Ireland such a spectacular destination. It's an overused phrase, as we say, but there really is something for everyone out there, uh, and we intend to prove that. We have various themes we'll focus on, and within those themes we'll count from 1 all the way up to 50. Our current theme is scenery, and today, reason 5, is the hills of Donegal. Woo! And next week is our last reason within this theme of scenery, and we move on to a totally new thing. So yes. that's pretty exciting. I wonder what that one could be. Mm, I also know what that is, actually, yeah, so yeah, I'm so totally... Uh, <laughs> um, well, you know, the hills of... Donegal. Did I say that right? Kind of. Yeah, come you, on. You said it in the, Ameri- you said it in the American way. I totally way. did. Now now he's just... Donegal. Donegal. Or Dunanyal in Irish. Oh my. Dunanyal. If you were to Google... The hills of Donegal. The hills of Donegal. You might be a little surprised uh, with I, what pops up. I think that's part of the reason why I call the area the hills of Donegal is purely because I know... I mean, it's the whole county we're talking about and it's not all hills and mountains and stuff, but I think it's a lot of it is down to a particular song. Which I'm about to talk about. Uh, Las Vegas in the hills of Donegal, which is a song by the Irish Rovers. I'm sure Joe knows all about it. I did not know all about it at all, so I was in for quite the uh, entertaining three minutes or so when I was doing my own little research. This is off of an album uh, called The Boys Come Rolling Home, and I think it's quite suiting for the times um <laughs> and maybe maybe a little uh kind of have like a, a nostradamus effect i would say I, I haven't listened to it in about 10 years and i never really so, noticed the lyrics yeah uh so uh the lyrics we recommend you all take a little listen uh i don't know if we want to include a link to the youtube song uh, we will. or uh but uh the lyrics uh i jotted down here and if i could i'd build a wall Around old Donegal, uh-huh. the north and south to keep them out. My God, I'd build it tall. And then it gets better. <laughs> oh, but wait, there's more. Uh, further on down down the line of the lyrics, we have where Donald Trump would have a chunk to live in solitaire. Uh, the best part, Joe, is that this song came out in 1992. That's... 1992. That's insane. As I said... 15 years ago. Uh... What? Madness. 15 15 years ago, Caitlin? 15. Count back 15 years from 2017. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Can we please not include that? Oh, that's that's getting included. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But anyway, that'll be the end of our politics talk and the last time we'll probably talk about our our president on this podcast that was was an interesting that will be um i and and you have a fun fact to follow up on that joe uh, so there's a little bit of pressure not really not really oh the fun fact later on yeah yes yes but i do have more to talk about on this song um about 10 years ago when i was 18 or maybe 17 let's not let's not like i can't get in trouble now statute of limitations (laughs) um we used to go to a bar in my hometown 
and it was owned or run by a guy who was probably the same age as I am now, late 20s, which was young for a guy running a bar, obviously. He was probably younger than that again, um, but it was the fun bar in town. He was pretty strict about uh, not having any underage uh, people drinking there, but for some reason I I was the exception to the rule there, so... <laughs> After like twelve o'clock on a Saturday night, when all of the when most people would be gone to the local nightclub, the regulars would know what went on there. So after about twelve o'clock, the lights would get dim, and he'd turn on a certain playlist, and the bar would just go insane. We'd be up dancing on the bar, we'd be jumping around, <laughs> we'd be throwing ice around the place. Um, this song was a, an integral part of that playlist. Wow. So I'd never actually listened to the lyrics before, apart from the, we'll have our own Las Vegas, etc. But, uh... Again, you're welcome. For, the, for that <laughs> little moment there, you are so welcome. But yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. There's another song uh, called The Hills of Donegal. Uh, it's much more traditional sounding. Uh, it's it's pretty Irish. I don't think I know that one. I, I gave it a listen. Uh, it's by wow. The Boys of the Lock. I kind of think I need to listen to this. I think you should too. Hang on for this brief interlude. Wow, that was that was <laughs> definitely a different song. Like I said, you put the two side by side. One of these things is not like the other. No. Um, and speaking of songs, uh, going back to, you know, more Dunningall stuff, uh, famous, would you say world uh, world music I think, artist? I think so. She's not pop, she gets, she's not No, but she's not she is, she's definitely famous around Enya, the world. Enya uh, was asked about her song, Oranico Flow, and Joe and I had a little, little, uh, debate oh, over oh, this. because I think it's Oranico, but that's fine. It's actually not. I let it slide. Uh, it is Oranico Flow, her famous song. She was asked about, you know, what, what inspired her to write the song and, and, and perform it so well. And she said living in Donegal, Ireland, Interesting. Was, was the inspiration. So uh, there we have that little fun fact. And, I mean, it makes sense. You know, it's it's a coastline going miles and, and zigs and zags, and it's beautiful. And you can just picture a, a pretty song being, That's true. being the outcome. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense. You did mention fun fact there. Oh boy, I did indeed. I had a lot of trouble with the fun fact this week because I've made fun of Caitlin so much about just using a a semi-famous person in history who has roots in the area we're talking about. I think making fun of me is why we do this at all. Pretty much, Um, Pretty much, that's my conclusion, (laughs) yes. All right, what do you got for me this week, Joe? Just the butt of a very long joke. (laughs) Um, So I was going to go with the the fact that Tip O'Neill, former Speaker of the House of Representatives, and the man whom the tunnel on I-93 under Boston is named after, has roots in Donegal. But I was going to get made fun of for doing that, so I decided against that. And then I was going to go with the fact that there is an island called Inch Island, situated on the southwest corner of Inishowen in Donegal. Okay. Because we talked about Inch Beach last week, and that was my fun fact. Inch is a mile. Yeah, it wasn't interesting enough, and I felt like I'd be stomping over old ground. <laughs> Although Inch Island isn't actually an island. It's technically, you know, connected to the mainland. That's an interesting fact, though. Is, not, not, is, not is fun. It though? <laughs> fun is a strong word for that, but... So, instead, I settled with a different fact about a different island in Donegal. Tory Island, off Donegal, has a king. Hmm. It's a okay. unique tradition that does not exist anywhere else in Ireland. I mean, it did back in the day. Obviously, there was a lot of high kings of Ireland... But on Tory Island, uh, Tory Island, there is a king. And the current king of Tory is a painter 
Patsy Dan McRory. He's a painter. Or Patsy Dan Rogers in English. He's a painter. Wow. Check that out. And he is a king, but he doesn't have any formal powers, so... He's the king of watercolors. <laughs> Oils. <laughs> He's probably the king of the local pub on Tory Island, I'm sure. Uh, his duties do include being a spokesperson for the island community and welcoming people to the island. Total population, 200. Wow. So, there you go. There's my fun Mighty, mighty kingdom there, huh? <laughs> mighty, mighty. Hey, he's, he's got a better title than me or you. So. I, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I do envy him there, huh? <laughs> well, um, I guess we should chat a little bit here about what you should see and do when you're in Donegal, right? Don't you think? Or we could just jump to Caitlin and Conscience. And <laughs> <laughs> like I said, that's really, I think, the only reason yeah. we're sitting here right now is, is probably for those those five minutes of joy there. Uh, Donegal Town is considered the wild child of Ireland. It was actually rated the number one coolest destination to visit in 2017 by National Geographic Traveler. Um, Jokes on National Geographic Traveler, because I was there at the end of 2016 before it was cool. Oh, hey now. Hey, (laughs) look at you. Look at you go there. Uh, Yes, the town center is referred to as the Diamond. It's a hub for music, entertainment, culture, just just a good time in general. To the east, you've got River... Esk is that how we would we would Esk, say that? Yep. All right, okay, all right. I should I should pretend it's Eski or something. <laughs> no, it's Esk. And uh, Donegal uh, translates as Fort of the Foreigner, and it's believed that that whole idea that that phrase comes from a Viking fortress in the area that was actually destroyed in 1159. Little oh. little history, little tidbits for you. However, due to hundreds of years of development, no archaeological evidence of the early fortress has been found. So it's kind of like it's there, but it's not a, a, a fact that's not a fact. <laughs> I mean, you know, what are we just telling stories here? I don't know. But it is a great point for your uh, adventures when you start out. I, I would say so. Moving on from Donegal Town. Hold on, I want to talk about Donegal Town. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I did Excuse really, me. I did really like Donegal Town when I was there. Um, <laughs> And that little diamond you talked about, we got a taxi from the hotel that we stayed at, which was like a minute outside the town. All right. But the taxi driver took us on a, a loop around the diamond because she was so proud of it herself, and she oh, was pointing out left and right because when you cute. when you talk to people and they you tell them that you're a travel agent in Boston and it's uh, you get a little bit of special treatment. You get a little bit right? of special treatment, yeah. So yeah. she was she acted as our tour guide for an extra <laughs> an extra five minutes while she was bringing us down to Did one she of get the a pubs. Nice tip? No, she asked for very little money, actually. Wow. So I'm like, wow, she... Yeah, she just loves uh, where she's from. Pretty she's much, She's got that yeah. hometown pride, nice. you know? Yeah. Uh, well, moving on from Donegal Town, you've got Donegal Castle, which is situated in the center of Donegal. Would you say it's close to the Diamond? Would you... Have you been to this I castle? Have, I haven't been to the castle, Oh, though. okay. No. All right, well... Let's say it is, because I want to. (laughs) Uh, For most of the last two centuries, the majority of the buildings lay in ruins, but the castle was almost fully restored in the early 1990s. Fun fact there. Uh, It consists of a 15th century rectangular keep with a later Jacobean-style wing. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, there you go. And it's found on the bend of the River Esk, near the mouth of Donegal Bay, surrounded by a 17th century boundary wall. You keep changing your pronunciation of Donegal. Sometimes you say Donegal, and then you say Donegal, and then you say Donegal. Well, I'll get, I'll get to that later, Joe. Don't worry. Fair I, enough. I have I have a little tidbit I'm going to share oh. with you later on. Oh, and the drinking game for today is um, 
for today's podcast is <laughs> drink every time Caitlin says the word tidbit. So Okay. She's going to be very... Fair easy. enough. <laughs> Between that and all the mispronunciations, <laughs> I think they'd be gone within five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so are there other castles, Speaking of Joe? castles, yeah, Glenvay Castle is probably even more famous than Donegal Castle. It is located in Glenvay National Park, which is definitely in the northern half of Donegal, but not quite as far up there as, say, the likes of Malinhead. And in the middle of the National Park is Glenvay Castle. It's a late 19th century castellated mansion built as a hunting lodge. And like all the best castles, it's supposedly cursed. Ooh. Or maybe not. I love Who our knows? sound effects. Wow. <laughs> we should really start getting some real ones. Maybe. Class. Class. Maybe before we get the, uh, the, the confetti, confetti cannon. The balloons. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we can borrow it from... Uh, uh, from Houston after the Patriots <laughs> won the Super Bowl. Anyway, uh, it was built by a guy called James Adair in 1873. Black Jack, as he is known locally, was from Leash. I don't know why he was Black Jack when his name was James, because usually in Ireland somebody named John gets the nickname Jack. But I guess he was Black Jack and he was from Leash, which is in the Midlands. I made a fortune speculating on land in the U.S. and was inspired by Queen Victoria's Castle in Balmoral up in Scotland in the uh, Cairngorms National Park. Another great castle. Gorgeous castle. Another great area. Um, And he cleared the tenants from the land and built the castle like all the best awful landlords in the world. (laughs) Uh, It was this action which led to the curse, there you go, on the owners of the castle because why would you get rid of all your tenants just to build your own castle? Because you're rude. So that's where the curse comes from. And it's said that the owners of Glenvay would never bear children. And this has been true since then. Glenvay has been visited by a number of A-list celebrities such as Charlie Chaplin from episode 4. And Marilyn Monroe. Uh, surrounding the castle, and again, like a lot of the best castles or even big mansiony buildings in Ireland, uh, are the renowned gardens, boasting a multitude of exotic plants whose luxuriance contrasts starkly with the surrounding barren landscape. I did not write that myself. That's a lot of big <laughs> words to get through. Moving away from the centre of the county, way out to the rugged, rugged coast, just on the southwest coast corner of Donegal, if I can call it that, um, are the Sleeve League Cliffs. The people of Donegal like to say that these are better and more spectacular than the Cliffs of Moher, and in fairness to them, they have a point because they're one of the highest and finest marine cliffs in all of Europe, and it's because that they're tucked away up in that corner of the corner of Ireland that uh, they don't get quite as much foot traffic and are not seen by as many people, but it does make them pretty spectacular. Uh, they're best seen walking, so you don't miss the stunning scenery, and also because coach tours can't really get all that close to them, that you, you basically do need Probably to walk to get there. It, they, the... they literally can't. There's mm. <laughs> there's no roads to, to get them <laughs> right up there. But you get some terrific views of the Atlantic Ocean, Sligo Mountains, Donegal Bay, as you walk towards the terrifyingly high top of Sleeve League. Uh, the area is rich in Christian background and history, and is considered a sacred mountain. So there you go. And on the drive out from Donegal to Sleeve League, you've got the beautiful little fishing village of Killybegs, which is a nice place to stop for lunch. Mm. Take a little walk around, you know. All I these, like these it. fishing villages on the coast are always really nice, so 
Always good for it. I like it. A spot of lunch and Not really nice one for fishing, cheap, but... but delicious. You don't have if, to fish, but you can eat fish. I was going to say, like if there's food included, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> I will be there. Uh, yes. Sure. Another area that you could definitely have a good time visiting is Malinhead. Uh, it's also known as Banba's Crown. Who taught you Irish, Caitlin? <laughs> Who taught you how to pronounce that? That's good. Oh, oh, I yeah. thought you were being sarcastic. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes. Um, Banba's Crown on Malinhead is located on the Inishowen Peninsula. And a little interesting... Uh, I almost said the T word. I'm not going to. I caught myself. I caught myself there. Nope, nope, nope. Not happening. Nice try. It is the most northerly point of the Irish mainland. Yes. But I want to note here, this is a little uh, geography lesson for all of you listening. Uh, So it's technically a part of the Republic of Ireland. Yes. Yes. But then you've got Northern Ireland, Mm -hmm. which is actually... Not which which is actually uh, more southerly than this part here. Yes. So you've got the Republic, which is often referred to as the South, yes. being higher up than Still the North. Has the most northern point. Yeah, this is Ireland for you, Never everybody. Thought that, yeah. I thought that was an interesting um, thing. It is, yeah. Not not when, not when, the T word. <laughs> Another T word. <laughs> when you look at the map, uh, Donegal really is almost cut off from the rest of the South of Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, yes. because it's. Almost landlocked by the sea and by Northern Ireland counties. Again, by it's Derry, I think, is it's the wild child, you know. Yeah, so there's it really just a is. tiny little sliver in the middle where yes. you can where you can enter and exit without without going through Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. So Banba's Crown, it's about ten miles or sixteen kilometers, uh, what have you, north of the village Malin. Um, and Banba was actually one of the mythical queens of Ireland. So speaking of kings, as you mentioned earlier, although this is a mythical one, so don't think she was a real thing. All myths were real in Ireland. All of them. I guess so. Um, There's a place called the Tower that's actually found at the top of Malinhead, and it was built by British Admiralty? Is that how how we would go with that there? Uh, In 1805, and it was part of a string of buildings across the Irish coast and meant to guard against a possible French invasion. So there there you have that. Interesting. Uh, I would say so. Another beautiful spot, um, not in Malinhead, this is somewhere else, is the Blue Stack Mountains, 60 kilometers from Donegal Town, ending at the Atlantic coast. It spans all throughout that region. When the sun hits the rocks, this is how they get their names, when the sun hits the rocks... It kind of seems to give off a blue shine. Is, um, is there ever any sun in Donegal, though? That is, is that is a valid question. That is a valid question. Well, there must be some because <laughs> they are called the Blue Stack Mountains. So uh, a little bit of blue tint coming off or blue uh, shimmery uh, look, I guess you'd say. There's actually, Joe, I thought you'd like this. There's a beautiful football pitch in the area. Oh, like uh, my story from Canavera. Yes, yes, yep. which you should also go listen to <laughs> if you have not. Um, and you'll also find stunning sights of the Atlantic, greater Donegal region, should you go for a hike. And I know we like to throw out the words adventure, we like to throw out hiking, all this stuff. This isn't the kind of place that you have to really be in prime physical shape to walk around. You're going to enjoy it, whether you walk up everything or whether you just kind of take take a walk at your leisure. It's really up to you. And you'll find tumbling streams, waterfalls, rugged, exhilarating scenery all around. Um, like I said, it's, it's a beautiful area to visit. 
Then we have, and, and Joe pronounced this earlier, and I'm, I'm afraid to say it. I want to say G of A, but I can't. <laughs> uh, it is the Greenon of Alec. I would say Alec. 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 All right. Uh, Greenon of Alec. Yes. It is a stone fort dating back to 1700 BC, actually. Um, and it's very well known because it's said to have been visited by St. Patrick. Uh, he performed baptisms there way back in the day, you know, hashtag TBT, the good old days, 1700 BC. And it's also linked to Tuatha de Danon. Tua. Tua. Just, just Tua. Tua. Yeah. All right. Who invaded Ireland before the Celts. Um, this group of people worshipped, in English, it's the good god. Dagda. Dagda. Um, and he, too, is actually associated with the origins of Eilach. Yeah, very good. You got the ach at the end, too. There's never enough right? You got you to gotta throw that in. Um, it was he who actually ordered the building of a stone fort, so they say, to act as a burial monument to his dead son. So, very nice. Uh, yeah, hey, there you have it. I think there are probably some other areas, though, where you can get your history fix going, right, Joe? Yeah, you've got Donegal County Museum, where they have artifacts relating to the history and heritage of all of County Donegal. It is one of the more interesting counties for that. As I said, it's cut off from the um, north of Ireland and the south of Ireland, so it's kind of up there all on its own. And it shows not only in its scenery, but in its history. So the first floor exhibition tells the story of Donegal from prehistory right through to the 20th century. Take that. I guess so, huh? Other, other than that, in Donegal, there is some fabulous accommodation and there's a lot of different ways to see the county um just outside of Donegal there's two great great accommodations on the shores of Loch Esk one of them is Loch Esk and <laughs> the other one is Harvey's Point there are two Harvey's Point actually I think won the best hotel in Ireland again mm. for like I think the fifth year in a row there wow and it's it's really really gorgeous and in a just a beautiful setting on the water there but not too far away from Donegal town and a good air base to explore the county and other than that then in Letterkenny Letterkenny is a good place to explore the county as is um, Derry City which is I know over the border in the north but it's a perfect base to explore the entire county if you want to do a day trip or two days Derry is a really fun city because uh, Letterkenny and Derry are both on opposite sides of the Inishon Peninsula so you could go and do a day trip up Malinhead one day and you could see the rest of Donegal another day from either one of them. It's really mm -hmm. really cool. Well, Joe has been uh, just so happily pointing out that I'm pronouncing Donegal incorrectly and I'm about to share with you why. Where's this leading? Why that is. So the very first time I had ever heard of this region was back in like, I don't know, 2009, 2010, something like that. How was that 15 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> in my defense, in my defense, I was recently, like just like 10 minutes ago, I was on BuzzFeed and I was looking at different, well, that was different years, fault. throwbacks. <laughs> 15 years ago, here's what TV looked like. And so in my defense, I had that on my mind. However, however, um, I heard a song back in like, I don't know, 2010, like I said, called The Homes of Donegal, but... It was pronounced Donegal, okay? So it's an American song. Well, I don't even know, because it was performed by someone from Ireland. A little group called Celtic Thunder. I don't know if you're familiar with them at all. 
They're one of my favorite I, I've things. I've definitely heard of them, but I, I don't know if they're all right, actually so Irish or not. They, oh, no, but they are, though. They're all from Ireland. Uh, one of them, one of them, they came out on the scene, like I said, maybe 2009, 2008, whatever, and I think it was maybe their second or third album, uh... Keith Harkin, Be Still My Heart, um, <laughs> biggest, biggest crush, just massively, just, ah, uh, we were going to get married. He didn't know he it. He didn't know that, yeah. He He's actually married existed. right now, so there's a tiny, like, it's just... It's a little thing there. It's just yeah. a little, it's a little thing that's kind of in my way, but I just have this feeling that one day he's going to wake up and he's be like, I got to call Caitlin. I got to, I got to, I got to change my, change my, my, my career path. Well, what am I? <laughs> if you are listening to the podcast, Keith Harkin... Caitlin is ready. She's ready to make this a thing. She's been waiting her whole life for you. Um, however, I did hear him sing this song, Homes of Donegal. And I fell in love with the song. I was already in love with him. So I was like, all right, let me hear more. Um, and yeah, it's a great song. Um, it made me want to go there. It made me want to go to Ireland even more than I already did, which I'm sure was part of the whole plan in general. A band from Ireland uh, coming over to America singing songs about Ireland. That's Come fair. on now. That's fair. Um, but yes, it's absolutely a beautiful song. Uh, I feel like we're talking about songs a lot, this one, huh? Again, Ireland music, you know, it's... They don't, it's have, much else to, they don't have much else to do in Donegal. It kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. But yeah, so um, he pronounces it Donegal in the song. So you've changed it already from Donegal to Donegal there, which is much closer to my pronunciation <laughs> of Donegal. So that, that's what I'm getting at. It's, can, can we just not say it in any way we want to? I mean, as long The hills you know, of that county we're talking about. The, the hills of that place, that region, that, that area, that's yes. Fair. So great song, highly yeah. recommend it. Celtic uh, Thunder, you should you should all find them right now, and then you'll know, you'll know, you'll get it. Yes. So I was in Donegal, 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 um, <laughs> late last year in December, I think, and I hadn't been there in years. Again, one of my family holidays, we were there when I was probably eight or ten, but I can't really, you know, remember or didn't take too much from it. But one thing I noticed. Uh, about the area was the people. I think I spoke about the taxi driver earlier. As soon as we got into her car, um, we told her where we were from because she heard an American accent and she was wondering. And she heard an American and a couple of Irish accents, so she was wondering what the story was, obviously. So we told her we were travel agents from Boston just checking out the area. And straight away she got into um, tour guide mode. And not only, she's not just a taxi driver, she was a tour guide, and we have got so much on offer here in Donegal, it's amazing, and (laughs) here's this, that, and the other, and that's why she took us down around the town pointing out this, that, and the other, and I conduct tours myself, I get great reviews, and I just love this county, and everything about it, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) We went into the bar, got talking to some of the locals, very same thing. They had nothing to gain from it. Not Well, the taxi driver did, but <laughs> they had nothing to gain from it, the guys in the bar, except that they loved their county. They loved the scenery. There was so much on offer, and they wanted to welcome as many people as possible. That's something you're not going to find over here. And then we went back to the hotel for a nightcap, and there was literally just us and two other uh, women in there. And I, can't, I don't know how we got talking to them, but we were over at their table, and we went back to our own drinks and there was twice as many drinks as we had previously because <laughs> they had bought us around. And then they came over and sat with us for hours nice. selling the county of Donegal to us. And again, they had nothing to offer except that they were from Donegal That's and they cool. loved it. And it was just, it was 
all everybody we came across at people at the front desk the taxi drivers waiters then people at the bars all of them were just salt of the earth good people loved where they were from and wanted everybody else to experience it so it was it was really cool Going, going with that whole, as they say, friendliest people on earth thing, right? Just, just proving your point or pr- proving, proving the. It's the truth. Yeah, I, I would say so. Uh, well, though, those people are a gem. Oh. In Ireland, huh? And huh? they're hidden up there in the top corner. They're of Ireland. hidden in the top corner. But they're not the hidden gem. They are not the hidden gem. Uh, you're about to find out what the hidden gem is. So, uh, get ready. We have. Fanned head. Yeah, I'm getting a nod. I, I, I would split the words a little bit more. Fanned head. Fanned <laughs> head. Okay, boom. F-A-N-A-D. Correct. This is a peninsula with one of the most beautiful lighthouses in the world. Um, I'm a fan of lighthouses. Yeah. I, I didn't know I was until recently. Pretty yeah, cool. Um, a good friend of mine actually stayed at one over the summer um, on the Cape. And took absolutely nice. gorgeous photos. So, um, the Cape is not Ireland. However, the whole lighthouse connection, boom, there you go. Um, great place to find dolphins and whales if you like your aquatic life. This is a beautiful spot to uh, have your camera ready, take some photos. Fanned Head, the lighthouse, was built in honor of a shipwreck. Uh, the HMS Saldana in 1812 little interesting thing that I learned here. The only survivor of the wreck uh, was a parrot who wore a collar with the name of the ship. I think I heard that before. Did you? Yeah. Oh, well, good thing that wasn't the fun fact of the day, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, this is an area with absolutely striking scenery. It's right on the Wild Atlantic Way, a phrase we know you've heard us say many times, but again, it, we could not talk about scenery without talking about the Wild Atlantic yeah, Way. And this one is just way up there, but it's not Malinhead. It's kind of the lesser-known sister headland of Malinhead. The, the, the sister they're, headland. They're very, very go. close to each other, but it takes a lot longer because you have to go down to Letterkenny and back up around all the way. So it's and, and speaking of my friend who stayed at a lighthouse on the Cape, you can actually stay in this one. Ooh, so for your accommodation. So you uh, there you go. Way to, way to top off your, your adventures in Ireland. All right. It's time for some of our favorite segments yes. of the week. Yes. So uh, this is slightly a newer one. Um, it is all about me trying to debunk uh, any... Any phrases that I have seen on Pinterest, on Facebook, what have you, that say, oh, yes, all Irish people say these words. And um, in the same way people say, oh, all Irish people eat corned beef and cabbage. Exactly, all the time, and exactly. They don't. They all wear Aaron sweaters all the time. And they all, you know, they all drink Guinness every day and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, yes. So, Joe, do you think you're ready for this? Segment? I am, but do you, I, do you I, feel have, ready? I have tweaked this segment so that I'm a more important part of it now, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> basically, I get to make fun of Caitlin a little bit more. Um, I will explain after we do Caitlin's half of it. All um, right. So what's the name of the segment, Caitlin? It is slang or shite slang or shite alright we got our very first phrase for you here donkey's years slang which means a very long time long time I was hoping I'd be able to say shite there but number two piss in the beds <laughs> yes that ah, is I was so sure this was that shite is, is it a buttercup is that what it is or is it a dandelion Dandelion. <laughs> Damn yeah, it. I learned that one from my grandmother, actually. All right, number three. Slash. 
pee pee. <laughs> it is. He's right. Yes. He's totally right. To like urinate. That time I took a slash in Adair Two. and then ran back to the Correct. Bush. Wow, we're three out of three here. <laughs> Number four, wagon. What is a wagon? <sighs> My loud bitch. No. No. Well, maybe, but this website says no. Uh-uh. She's an awful wagon. She's a bit of a bitch. That's that's what I would know it as. What have you got? Ugly female. Uh, maybe she's acting in an ugly manner. Maybe that would be, yeah. <laughs> that's more than I, I, I would go I just figured it was like, oh, she's <laughs> not too good looking. Uh, and number five, this one maybe. Again, I learned wagon from my grandmother, so she might have <laughs> skewed the meaning a little bit. So You would think it would have gone the other way around, where your grandma would have, like, softened it down a little bit for you, as opposed to, yeah. All right, number five, this one made me giggle. Uh, goo goo. What is a goo goo? Something a baby says when they're born. <laughs> are, we no, go- are we going with shite? That's shite. That's yeah. shite. Um, upper class reformers, people in the government. The the equivalent would be uh, maybe I don't know Republican upper class I, I, to, to an extent. I guess I don't know. I, I'm happy to be corrected by anybody who has heard of that, but that is utter shite to me. Goo goo. All right, we got four out of five this time. All right, my All right, turn. So here we go. What I'm going to do here is I have three Irish phrases that I'm going to say to Caitlin. Okay. I am going to tell her what they mean, and I'm going to give her an example. And then she has to tell me whether they're slang or shite, because one, two, or three of them could be absolutely made up, and she doesn't know any better. Yours is more fun than mine is. Okay. Anyway, first saying is, you'd fight with your toenails. It means, or it describes a person who can get very aggressive, usually after a few drinks. The -hmm. example I have here is, Jesus, John, you'd fight with your toenails when you're on the lash. Okay. I don't know if you want to call it now or if you want to do all three. I'm going to call it now. Okay. Slang. Very good. Yes! <coughs> oh, I got real excited there. All right. Saying two. More. More. Let's do it. Tearing the arse out of it. Meaning to make the most out of a situation in such a way as to piss people off. Example. He got himself a grand cushy job where he didn't have to do much, but he had to go and tear the arse out of it and got fired. I want to say it's slang, but I also don't want to say slang twice in a row. I'm, I'm doing my best poker face here. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like I'm in that scene in The Princess Bride, which you have not seen yet, so this is just going to go <laughs> over your head, where uh, the two guys are sitting at the table, and he's like, it could be the drink in front of me, but that you could be trying to you could be trying to um, um, trick me, and it could be the drink in front of you, and da 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 I'm definitely trying to trick her. Joe has no clue what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> hopefully you guys do. I, oh, damn it. Tearing the arse out of it. Can I hear the third one and go back to the second one? You can. We'll allow that for Thank you. I appreciate it. The saying is, you're only milking the goat. It means trying to get something from the wrong person and comes from a longer, older saying, you should be milking the cow, but you're milking the goat instead. Example, don't ask your mother, you're only milking the goat there. And that would be said by the father. Slang. Which one is slang? Two or three? Both? I don't know! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know! Oh, damn it. This is tough. I feel like you should go with your gut on whatever you thought for both of them. Oh, damn it. Alright, uh... Two is shite, three is slang. Nice, you're completely wrong. <laughs> 
excited! No! You're only milking the goat is totally made up, but oh, it sounds like it should be a saying. I and like I, that. I feel like we sold it very well. Ah. Thank you to my friends Michael and Maria for helping me with that one. That was, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed that, Michael and Maria. I hope you did. <laughs> Dear uh, God, oh, and good. now, and now, Joe. Oh Jesus! Uh, I thought we were finished, and we oh, were going no. to wrap up. <laughs> oh no, no, oh there, but wait, there's more. I think Slanger Shite has become my favorite segment now. <laughs> oh, but we have not gone to Caitlin. Like, I can't even. I can't even say it. We can't. We haven't gotten to. Here, Caitlin read it from the front yet. of that. Caitlin, Caitlin and Conch, episode five. Another booklet. All right, we'll we just jump straight into it. There's your booklet. Another booklet. booklet. Uh, you got to start numbering the pages next time. <laughs> I think we need a little little uh, publishing yeah, notes yeah, on, on, the, on the side. Uh, oh, oh, oh my. Yeah. Oh. I use all of the page. Wow. Wow, actually. Okay. Uh, hmm. Ba May Leom. <laughs> I'm laughing I'm, at myself. I'm not to Fista. That sounds Spanish. In Earthar na Hiran. Uh, none of it. Absolutely I, none I, of I, it. I, you got in rice because that's basically an English word. But okay. Other than that, I think <laughs> everything else was basically wrong. <laughs> Do you want to pronounce it now? No, you oh. do the phonetic one. Okay, okay. I'm losing all my papers here. Wow. <laughs> it looks like Welsh the way it's written down phonetically, doesn't it? Okay, ba-wa. That, that sounds like... Ba-wa, yeah. Ba-wa. That's, that's, that's ugly. Okay, ba-wa. Sorry if I've offended anybody. lum dual hig It's more like gull or dull. Gull, oh, dull. Yeah, doll. That's where the H is there. So, Bawalum doll. Bawalum doll. Hig. Festa in Earhar. Nay, Heron. Nah, nah, Heron. Nah, Heron. Okay, now you have to guess what that might mean. Oh my god. <laughs> uh. You should know the word Heron. Should I? Should I though? Yeah. How would I know? Heron. Why? Is it Ireland? It is Ireland. Ireland. Oh yes. Yeah, you know why? You know why I thought though is because yeah, because when you look at the way it's actually spelled, um, it's it's got that air air in. It's not E R I N. Whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Boom. There we go. Okay. Um. Ooh. Jeez. Um. Let's. Oh, Fiesta. I think Fiesta, and I know that's definitely not the same thing at all because no. Um. Let's go to the farm and rake hay <laughs> in Ireland. <laughs> I have no, I have no oh, absolute gosh. idea. No, I want, I want to redo. I want to redo. <laughs> I want. I can't phone a friend. I can't pull the audience. I mean, I could, but I wouldn't get it in real time. So uh, let's let's try. Um, let's go. Uh, exploring and have an adventure in Ireland. Oh! Hey! <laughs> hey! I was right about the party! You were right about the Fiesta. party, but I don't know if you remember, but this is what you guessed last week's one was. Oh my god, you're right! 
You know what? I actually thought I in my head I'm like I want to say something about going to a party in Ireland, but there's no way. There's no way so I can why, do that why twice. Is the I would like to go to a party in the west of Ireland. <laughs> and now we all know how it's pronounced, although they might know better than I do because I got to take a look at this again later on. Dol. Wow. Balalomdol Higfesta in Irhar Nahiran. Wow. Yay, everybody. Oh my gosh. Let's wrap this up. And now we're ready to wrap it up. What's our tour for the reason? Our tour for the reason is called, uh, well, it's it's referred to as Malin Head to Donegal. It has you flying in and out of Dublin. Joe's giving me a look again. I, I don't I, I don't know. No. Oh no. no. I'm like I'm like half ready. It's like it's like a knee-jerk <laughs> reaction where I'm like, oh, is he gonna say anything? Uh, flying in and out of Dublin. The highlights include two nights in Letterkenny, which we talked about a bit earlier. A very fun place to see in that region. Actually, flying in and out of Dublin is interesting. There is a regional service into Donegal Airport, which, which was voted one of the top ten most beautiful landings in the world or something. Oh, very and good. I will hopefully be flying into it in March, so I will Woo-woo. update you on if that's as good as it's stay, supposed to be. So. Stay tuned. So during your two nights in Letterkenny, you... Uh, Get to spend a day in Derry, which we also mentioned. Um, and the second day in Inishowen Peninsula and Malinhead. Woo. Nice little day trip. Exactly, exactly. With the chance to see the Glenavon Waterfall. Beautiful area. Uh, then you get a night in Bunbeg, which is a funny little name. Uh, the chance to spend the day in Fennethead and Glenvie National Park. Glenvie. Glenvay, sorry, National <laughs> Park. And then your last two nights are in, you guessed it, Donegal, uh, with the chance to see the Donegal Coast, Sleeve League Sea Cliffs. And stop for lunch at Kitty Biggs. Don't forget that one. Stop for, stop for some, some good fish and chips is what I would mm-hmm. do. You can find this and the other tours we've talked about on our past episodes at crystal-travel.com slash reasons. And I think that's about all we have today. That is all we right, got. Right, Joe? It's enough. Stay tuned for reason number six coming out on Monday. Joe, you ready? You ready? You ready? Reason number six is the Wicklow Mountains. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We want to remind you to visit 50reasonspodcast.com for upcoming episodes and show notes. You can find us on Facebook at 50 Reasons Podcast and our Twitter handle at 50 Reasons Pod. Please find us on iTunes. Please, Please rate us on iTunes. Please review us on iTunes. We're not about Just... begging. We're really not. <laughs> or paying you to do so. But... <laughs> you can private messages for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you'll yes. find us 50 reasons to visit Ireland on iTunes or go to our Facebook and you'll find a link or go to our website and you'll find a link but please subscribe and rate and review please please thank you very much <laughs> until next time Slána Walia. Yeah.